0: from one of my Wednesday night services because for two weeks I preached on adversity and last week I told you, this outline line, line didn't start with me. I got it from Brother Fenton at a pastor's conference dealing with how... Th- what? was here last week. Well, he'd have critiqued it, yeah, well, shouldn't have made that change, no. Um, but it was, I said, it was his outline and it's not coming up, okay. Battery's dying on me, Joe. Wind orange, it's green. Okay. Thank you. Thank God for a good sound, man. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, But tonight we're not continuing. We finished up the, the two messages on adversity. Tonight I want you to think about God's prudence. God's prudence. So I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 1. We'll start at verse 3. And it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That's the answer to Calvinism, okay? Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, wherein He hath abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He hath purposed in Himself. "...that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, to whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ." And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at the word prudence in Scriptures you know, and you know, the first reference that you see in script and in the form of prudence used in the Bible is in First Samuel sixteen and verse eighteen. I'd like you to turn there. First Samuel sixteen and verse eighteen. And again, we'll we'll look at a few verses, and if you haven't been reading your Bible, maybe more verses than you're used to. I I want you to know we enjoyed we were doing family devotions. And uh, we got out our new uh, Sunday school sheet, and we're discussing that. Okay Can I mention Sammy's scripture? <laughs> Sammy was <laughs> <laughs> Yes, for Sammy. Now how does the verse start? He what? I have esteemed the words of. His mouth, more than my necessary bread. And Sammy's quoting, goes, I have esteemed the words of my mouth more than my necessary bread. Anybody know Sammy? Okay, so that's, the, that's, the, that's and I also, it's the second half of the Scripture verse, but that's the verse for Sunday. Okay, and we were just looking at these different things, all right, then I want you to know, God will bless you as you're willing to surrender to His word, and to surrender to him in prayer. Okay, 1 Samuel 16, and again, verse 18. This is the first time you find the word prudence, and it says, Then he answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is cunning in playing, and a mighty valiant man. I think it's interesting, you look at the way they list this. He's cunning in playing because they want him to play the harp to calm down the demonic attack upon Saul. A mighty, valiant and, a mighty valiant man, a man of war, and what? Prudent in manners, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. See, so I'm talking about any form of the word prudence or prudent going. That's the first time you find that, see? And it's talking about the context here. King Saul is being troubled by unclean spirits, and his servants are recommending David to him to play the harp. So I want you to know, right music works against unclean spirits. Wrong music feeds... Unclean spirits. That's not my message, but that's something for you to chew on. Okay? And it says, prudent in manners, in matters. <laughs> oh to God, <laughs> if that could be said of more of us. Prudent in manners. Prudence is defined as this: wisdom applied to practice. Prudence implies caution in deliberating and consulting on the most suitable means to accomplish valuable purposes. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Prudence implies caution instead of reaction. In deliberating and consulting on the most suitable means, the best way to do it, to accomplish valuable purposes, prudence differs from wisdom in that prudence implies more caution and reserve than wisdom, or exercised more in foreseeing and avoiding evil than executing that which is good. The word prudent, cautious, circumspect. What does the word circumspect mean? To look all around. Okay. So circumspect, practically wise. There's an old saying that my mother told me because... My mother read her Proverbs every day of her life. You know, she read her Proverbs for each day. And there's a verse that says, um, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. So she said, honey, I'm just doing what God told me to do with you. <laughs> okay, she's so going get rid of the foolishness. There's an old saying It says, fools rush in where wise men fear to go. In second chronicles chapter two, I mean yes, Second Chronicles chapter two, verse I think that's twelve or thirteen. I can't read my own writing. Hiram, the king of Tyre, he's talking of Solomon. When Solomon determined to build the temple, said of Solomon, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel that made heaven and earth. So who made heaven and earth? The Lord God of Israel, who hath given to David the king a wise son endued with prudence and understanding. You know why he stated that? Because when Solomon was given an opportunity to ask of God for what he would need, you know what he asked for? Wisdom to rule and to lead God's people. Whether you know it or not, every one of you, except maybe the tiniest one in here, has somebody following them. Okay, you, are, you have your followers. Big brothers have little brothers, big sisters, little sisters, little brothers. and goes on through this. Somebody's always watched. Matter of fact, I can remember with my granddaughter when she was maybe two, I'm talking about um, Keelan. And she goes, she felt bad because every, she was under grand, her grandparents and her aunts and uncles were there and her mom and dad were there and everybody. And she didn't get to, to rule over anybody. But we had a dog that was bigger than her and she was a little afraid. And we said, No, 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 you're his, you're, you're his, her boss. What do you mean? I says, Well, I flipped the dog up on its back so she had it on the belly. And she got over the dog and sh- she put her hand down on him and she goes, You may not know it, but I'm the boss of you. Well, you know what? Whether you know it or not, someone's following you. Can it be said of you that you've asked of God how to lead them? Will you have the prudence to do so? (sighs) Sometimes the best wisdom displayed Okay, and we are not tarry long. We got some more verses, but the best wisdom displayed is by examining the situation to avoid trouble before it happens. What does it say? The snare is set in vain in the sight of any bird. Before it happens, young people, are you listening to me? The best decisions you'll make are the ones you make not to get involved. In something. Or with somebody. Or with a group. See Proverbs chapter 2. That's Proverbs 20 and verse 11 says. Even a child is known by his doings. What does it say? Whether they be what? A little bit louder. Okay. See that? Proverbs 8 in verse 12 says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. I could imagine, I always thought, you know, sometime with that, our kids had come along, we hadn't been, I hadn't been studying my Bible enough. I almost, you know, afterwards I think I might have named one son wisdom and one daughter prudence. Because I just, you know, you don't name the daughter wisdom and the son prudence. If you want them to fight a lot, you might, but I didn't want to do that. But I dwell with prudence, okay? So the two kind of go hand in hand you ever think about this or ever notice that it's a wise child who avoids the trouble? Avoids the trouble? Now we're going to look at, in the book of Proverbs for a little bit, then where we finish, but uh, what Proverbs says about a prudent man. Okay. In Proverbs 12, you turn to Proverbs because the verses are fairly close together. Said we won't tarry long tonight. I didn't think about that. Won't Terry long tonight? Brother Fenton, they're used to my bad jokes. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> You'll understand that. Okay. Proverbs chapter 12. Look at verse 16. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth shame. A prudent man covereth shame. How many times did people just see you when you lose it? You know what God's calling you? A fool. A fool. Many times you'll blow before you know. You don't know the whole story and you get upset. A prudent man covereth shame. Okay. I know I'm in trouble when I don't hear honey Or, sweetie, I hear James. Because she didn't even know my name was James just before we got married. She knew me as Bryant all the way through school. And so, covereth shame. I can remember a time because a besetting sin in my family was not having good control over your anger. My father broke doors. I put my fist through walls. As a kid, my grandfather, no, they lose it. Forget about it. Okay. And I can remember a not quite five foot tall woman now telling me when I was getting upset with my boys when they're not when they were babies. You won't get upset with a baby, but when they start getting that age where they can defy you. And I lost it with him. And she looks at me and she goes, James, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You want them to respond or react that way? Okay. You know what the Bible says? A prudent wife is of the Lord. Amen. Proverbs 12 and verse 23, same chapter. A prudent man concealeth what, but the heart of fools proclaimeth foolishness. If you're the type of person where you're, you're, the only time someone else gets to talk is when they can break in, when you finally try to take a breath, (laughs) you realize you're not a prudent man i just kidding with Pastor Caleb, and I, I've written in my Bible next to that verse, and the old Chinese proverb. you remember when you were growing up, they tell you old Chinese proverbs? Okay, this one. It's better to keep mouth closed and be thought a fool than opening the mouth and removing all doubt. All right? The heart of fools proclaimeth foolishness. A prudent man concealeth knowledge. It's one thing if someone asks you, And then you give them what you can from God's Word. It's another thing, another verse that comes to mind to me. "Is He that intermeddleth with a matter that's not his is like what? A yapping dog by the ears. Okay. Proverbs 13, verse 16. Every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. Proverbs 14 and verse 8. You know, Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a matter or thing be established. You think God wants us to tie our knowledge and wisdom, the right use of that knowledge, with prudence, which is the right timing involved in that? 14.8. The wisdom of, a, of the prudent is to understand his way. But the folly of fools is deceit. Can't be honest about it, you shouldn't be involved in it. When I think of that verse, verse 8, you know what I think of? Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go therein, and narrow is the way. Find that in Matthew chapter 7. We won't turn there for the sake of time. Verse 15 of Proverbs 14. The simple believeth everything put on Facebook. (laughs) You know, some of the rants that people have put on their social media, if our illustrious queen in the state here has her way, I mean our governor, I wish she was a governess, not a governor. I'm sorry, but... They're going they're, they're be to, to be able to determine whether you are worthy of being awarded a concealed carry permit. They can go back three to five years on your social media to check and see what you have posted. And how many of you want to rant because you get frustrated about governmental stupidity, and it gets there, and if you're the wrong person, because she says Republicans don't belong in New York State. You know, Cuomo only said Christians. Now it's the place where it's not just the Christians, it's all those who oppose the liberal agenda. Okay? So she's not a prudent woman, is she? The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. The prudent man looketh well to his going. You won't believe this. If you were to look at my Bible... You'll see there's against a lot of verses in the book of Proverbs, there's a dollar sign with an M. That means if you apply that practical wisdom in your life, it will help you with your financial understanding. See, if a prude man looketh well to his going, you know, because how much do we, we waste? Another besetting sin that I gained from my father. He had to learn to control his temper. I told you that when I was little. Well, I was never little, but when I was young, Okay, because I was taller than my kindergarten teacher. I was taller than my second grade teacher. I was taller than my third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and the principal. And then in seventh grade, I was taller than anybody in the high school. Okay? So he says, boy, you keep losing that temper, you're going to hurt somebody. All right? And so I had to deal, deal with that. Because you know, he, he, he had a bad temper. And I had to learn... Not to, to blow that temper to be able to take it to God. Uh, I tell myself all the times, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pitchers of silver. And that means, Bryant, taste your words before you say them. All right? The other thing is, is that I never saw a candy bar I didn't want. The setting sin. My father, he weighed more at 5'10". Then I weigh now at shrinking down from six seven. <laughs> okay, I'm six six. All right, and that's the type of thing is it's I have to pray. Not to go by the candy counter for those zero bars. You say that it doesn't affect you? Well, you got your own problem. Okay. But I have a sweet tooth. Okay, and so now my wife is trying to make everything with stevia. And other things. So she says, it's sweet. Not like that. the, the antichrist of food, you know, sugar. But I have to deal with that. So again, you say, why are you talking about this? Because it's my problem. I can't talk about yours. A prudent man looketh well to his going. Where are you going? Okay? Proverbs 15, verse 5. Young people, a fool despises his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof. Okay. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for right, okay, for correction and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, mature, thoroughly, completely through, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Okay. So it says there, A fool despises his father's instruction, but he that regardeth proof, reproof listens to it, timing of it, understanding what it's about, is prudent. All you moms and dads, highlight that verse in your Bible. And pull it out when you need to. Proverbs 16, verse 21. The wise in heart shall be called prudent. And the sweetness of the lips increases learning. The wise in heart. okay. As a man thinketh in his head, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Be careful what you set or put your heart upon. The wise in heart shall be called prudent. That's the right thing done at the right time. Amen? How many can finish this for me? Don't put the cart before the... Okay. If you're looking for something deep tonight, you're not getting it. Okay. Proverbs 22 in verse 3. Again, this is that that seeing something ahead of time. It says, A prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. I know too many Christians, I know some people in full-time ministry, who live in experiential Christianity. And that is they have to run into the wall before they see the wall. Or they have to go over the cliff before they realize there's a cliff. And I'm not just talking about people in the pews. I'm talking about people in the pulpit. Okay? And so you need to understand that. A prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself. But the simple pass on and are punished. And then I automatically skip verse, uh, Proverbs 19 and verse 14. That's the one that says... A prudent wife is from the Lord. He that findeth a wife findeth a... Yeah, When he lets the Lord do the, the finding. Amen? Okay. Now, second point, with 30 more verses. I'm just kidding. Turn to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. There's a difference between the world's wisdom and prudence and spiritual guidance. This is Jesus, and in verse 25 he says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent. See, those with the world's understanding has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it has seemed good in thy sight. For all things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son, but the Father needeth neither... Knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and to He to whomsoever the Son reveal Him. I had a conversation this past week. Howard and I were talking, dealing with somebody who was doubting certain things and they couldn't. They're struggling. It's trusted Christ as their Savior, but struggling in understanding the unity and the separateness in the Godhead. And that Jesus is coequal with the Father. Okay? And you need to realize what's the difference. The world teaches you certain things that they consider to be prudent. And they base their wisdom, wisdom on a selfish foundation where God's prudence and wisdom is based on an entirely different thing. I have a message I haven't preached in a lot of years and that is what, what up, what's up is down. You want to reach up to God? Get down on your knees and your face. Okay? You want to be esteemed in God's work? Right? By God? He giveth grace to the humble. Okay? So it's a different mindset. So when I talk about having wisdom and prudence, I'm not talking about the world's wisdom or the world's understanding of their timing. So there's a difference there. turn to 1st Corinthians chapter 1 and you aren't going to believe it I'm going to be done no quarter of nine tonight 1st Corinthians chapter 1 let's start at verse 17 For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish what? Now that's the wisdom of God, but it's the foolishness of the world. you see the difference? But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and to bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent he's talking about the world's prudence where is the wise where is the scribe where is the disputer of this world hath not god made foolish the wisdom of this world for after that in the wisdom of god the world by wisdom knew not god it pleased god by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe for the jews require a sign and the greek seeketh after wisdom but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Right? Don't we find that when it says, My strength is made perfect in... I'd rather glory in my infirmities for when I am weak than I am... Okay, the the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are, that no flesh take as our problems the world, the flesh and the devil, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us what? Wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that according, as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Last thought. Make your decisions be based on godly wisdom and godly prudence. And all God's people said, Amen. Good night and God bless.